So, nice of you to show up at least, since our fearless leader and patriot Tyler is uh, unable to today. But uh, we're here. It's Wednesday. Cam, do you know what's significant about this day in history? I'm I'm guessing it's music related. It's actually not, believe it or not. Oh, shit. I don't know then. (laughs) I'm just waking up. No, it's okay. I mean, you and I have been kind of two different trains in the night going different directions, uh, which is rare for us. You, I was going to started... say, that is funny because typically you and I are the opposite to begin with. Yeah, you're not wrong. Usually I'm the one that's used to being on the overnight shift, and you're used to waking up early in the morning for your shift. Mm-hmm. It's been the inverse of that this week. It's, I mean, I can't. I've been trying to get adjusted to this. I felt like Monday was like two separate days in one for me. Um, so this week, it, it already feels like it's it's needs to be Friday, but it's not even the end of Wednesday yet. So mm-hmm. that's that's kind of where I've been. But no, I the reason I ask is this is actually a pretty historic day, and maybe not okay. for the right reasons, but uh, there's been a lot of historical. Um, things that have occurred on this day today, April the 19th. And, um, you know, two kind of darker moments in American history happen within, uh, two years of each other, the same day. Now, um, the Oklahoma oh, no. city bombing was on this okay. day back in 95. And then, um, two years prior in 93 was the, uh, branch Divinian standoff ending in the, the blaze and, and, uh, you know, David Koresh and, and all those people that lost their lives outside of Waco in that, you know, complex out there. Um, so that that ended on this day 30 years ago, which is very interesting to me because the moral you know, to the story, don't join cults. I was going to say the moral of the story might be to not go to Waco. But what do I know? I mean, that I mean, that you've you know, been I, there more recently than I have. So I have been. I have been. Although, I mean. The craziness that was Waco when I went down there uh, back quite, in November. Not quite as crazy as that, well, though. No, no. Yeah. I was I was gonna make a, I was gonna make a joke about the the campus being you know uh, wacky, but I probably shouldn't with the anniversary of that. But I mean, at least I didn't say Magnolia, right? That's a good win. There's a lot of people. It's like Woodstock, except everybody's got their clothes on. Personal file. 69, offense, he's giving them the business. These people don't give you. Love you, honey. That's Cam. I'm BJ. Welcome to Loudmouth CFB. We are Sans Tyler, as mentioned in the open, but we're all right. We're here. We're going to party until we're purple. I mean, within reason, of course. Me being a TCU Horn Frog fan, I'm already they purple enough for the both. Zero party over. Oops, out of time. Uh, let's not get copyright strike from your uh, spoken lyrics. So, apologies to Prince's estate. Let's. Uh, let's why don't we do a show? <laughs> I said uh, that deadpan for a reason. <laughs> well, I mean, you'd Anyways. be surprised. You'd be surprised. They can, you know, you can. Find yourself in in a plus. Uh, it wasn't the full ten seconds, so uh, no. It, it, you could you could find your <laughs> god damn. 
<laughs> you could find yourself in a remix before you know it, though. But uh, anyway, we got some news uh, to talk about here, as always. Uh, over the weekend, Cam, Brian Hartline, the offensive coordinator for Ohio State, was involved in the ATV accident on his property and came out just yesterday that he had been drinking ahead of his crash on his property that left him hospitalized. Obviously it goes hand in hand. No, thankfully, um, you know, no serious injuries occurred. Mm -hmm. It was, uh, took place early Sunday morning, uh, right after 1am Eastern. Um, The news did not come out in time for our show on Sunday. Um, but we probably would not have, gotten to mention much about it until more details came out just because of the way that we operate. Um, but now we know more. Uh, Heartline was operating the vehicle. A second person was riding as a passenger and Heartline was released from the hospital on day. Uh, he admitted that he was drinking prior to the crash. According to a report by uh, Columbus newspaper, officers had detected a smell of alcohol and you're investigating whether any charges should be filed. I, you know, I mean, if he's all right and his passenger was all right, I don't really see much of a reason for, you know, filing charges for drunken stupidity. I mean, I, I don't know if you've been there, Cam. I certainly haven't been with, with an ATV at least, but we've all, I mean, Stetson Bennett no. was not charged for, for, I mean, other than maybe just like disorderly conduct when he was out doing drunken activities. So um, yeah, um, I, I, I was just going to say that because we, I don't think we got a chance to talk about it. And if we're being honest, Cam, it really is a, a slow news week um, that, so we did want to mention that and, and obviously glad that he's okay. And, and that, you know, obviously when we first heard about it, it was like, Holy crap. Like let's mm-hmm. make sure he's all right. And, you know, and thankfully he's going. Yeah, because they so. weren't, they weren't even super like forthcoming with the details. No, to begin with, so it was like, oh, what's going on? Is he okay? Yeah, and, I mean, you know, the last time we were seeing, you know, like no information forthcoming was Mike Leach, and we know how that ended, and it just you don't want to have a repeat of that, even if it was not the same circumstances, obviously. But um, thankful that. He's all right. It could have been much worse. In fact, for a dark coach cam, it was worse. Um, he loses his leg mm-hmm. in a bicycling accident. His left leg was amputated uh, after he suffered an injury that left him with spinal cord injuries uh, during his accident. So mm-hmm. D- Dartmouth coach Buddy Tevens had his right leg amputated as a result of a bike biking accident that happened back in March. It also left him with those spinal cord injuries. Uh, He was hit by a truck while crossing a major road in Florida on his bike uh, March the 20th. And so his wife said, we'd like to thank everyone for the incredible outpouring of love and support. As Buddy navigates through the healing of his injuries, he's experiencing many positive improvements Unfortunately, as a result of the accident, Buddy's right leg was amputated due to the Mm -hmm. severity of the injury. He's alert and communicating with us and ready for transfer to a premier rehab facility to continue healing. Spinal cord injuries are challenging, and if anybody's up for the challenge, it is Buddy. Um, So that's That's good that he's okay, though. 
yeah, I, I'm I'm grateful at least that you know if if that if that's the worst of the injury and everything like that. I mean, it, it could have been so much worse. You know, it, it we're talking about the same mm-hmm. kind of situation. It sounds like that um, under Dwayne Haskins a few years ago. Yeah, when, uh, hit by a truck. This was after dark, uh, around closer to nine o'clock in the evening. Um, Tevens was a former football and hockey player for Dartmouth, <coughs> named honorable mention All American. Mm-hmm and won an Ivy League title back in the late 70s with his uh, alma mater. Uh, his yeah, no, for sure. Coach at uh, Tulane and Stanford and worked under Steve Spurrier while he was at Florida. Um, then he got his hired as his, for his second stint at Dartmouth in 2005 and, uh, and has continued on ever since then. His career record is 151 wins, 178 losses, and two ties including 117 wins to 101 losses and, and both of those ties at uh, not Dark. bad for a modern Ivy coach. No, I mean, pretty good. And, you know, I mean, obviously we don't normally talk a lot of FCS. You, you had mentioned as much as, uh, as such before the show started. And like I said, it really is kind of a slow news week. And those two kind of go hand in hand together with the, uh, ATV accident Brian Hartline suffered, and then, you know, mm-hmm. not the same kind of injury, but definitely same kind of story is with him losing his leg as a result of his um, accident. So, all the best to Dartmouth's community and to Coach Stevens and making a, a speedy recovery and being back on the sidelines as soon as possible. Uh, let's talk some recruiting updates, Cam. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on with the transfer portal as well. So we'll kind of lump Georgia it in. Georgia didn't tweet at Kruitz enough. No, they did not. The uh, the five-star tight end Landon Thomas has flipped from the University of Georgia. He's going to Florida State, uh, the first five-star player to commit to Florida State for next recruiting cycle, which is 2024. Um, and so it, it's going to be interesting to keep an eye on what uh, – yeah, Norvell's doing down there in, in Tallahassee. Uh, he's he there with the with the flip there. The five star tight end gives the Seminoles a top five class in the cycle. He's the twenty fourth overall player and the top ranked tight end in the class. Uh, had been committed to Georgia since July seventh of last year and then changed his mind. Um, he made unofficial visits to Florida State the past couple weekends and had participated at uh, Florida State's Junior Day, which was back in January. So um, going to be interesting to see. He still does have another um, year of high school and, and doesn't necessarily – I mean, he might change his mind again. That's kind of how the nature of, of the, some of these athletes yeah. has been in the past. But according to Thomas, he said, as time went on, a couple weeks went by, and I started feeling Florida State more and more. I got on campus a couple more times. Um, after the first time that I came back in January, I really knew this was the spot for me that I wanted to be. So I started coming back on campus, and I really feel that way now. I just needed to make sure that I'm making the right decision. So the 11th player to commit to Norvell's program for next cycle, the first five-star prospect. Um, also... Uh, since we're talking about uh, recruiting, I'll, I'll lump this in as well in uh, transfer portal news. 
Boston College uh, defensive back is leaving the program and headed down to uh, College Station, Texas. He's going to be a Texas A&M Aggie. That is the smart move. Actually, <laughs> defensive back, good yeah, move. Good defensive move. back Josh DeBerry. Um, he's entered. He entered the transfer portal uh, when it opened over the weekend. He had offers from Arkansas, Ole Miss, Wisconsin, and A&M, among others. Played four seasons for BC, where he became a starter in the secondary, was an all-ACC player. Uh, four interceptions, that two of which came last season, 158 total tackles and 14 tackles for a loss. Um, so yeah. Texas A&M a, has – go ahead. I, I was just going to mention, I haven't been able to watch a lot of highlights of him or anything like that because God knows I'm not going to watch a Boston <laughs> College game. Um, well, there, there goes our BC other better games are on. Yeah, shout out to you if you're out there. I mean, there's, there's, there's got to be somewhere but, like yeah. a, a Thursday or Friday game that they've played that there are no other I games was on. Say, I probably have and just don't remember it. Um, but yeah, if you're a defensive they, back, that's a not a bad move actually. Yeah, this is an AM team that really could use the help. Uh, they've seen a, a, a lot of players enter the transfer portal uh, since the past this past December. Um, 26 scholarship players had entered the transfer portal for AM since December, um, which included obviously players such as Haynes King, quarterback, Elijah Judy, Denver Harris, um, you know, a lot of players that were impactful to the program. And so DeBerry's a great start in the secondary. In Haynes, is, in Haynes King's case, not great. Well, I was going to say, I mean, definitely impactful. But I, uh, I, I never said it was not impactful. I just said it wasn't a great impact. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, with, with uh, North Carolina corner Tony Grimes, as well as Florida State defensive back Sam McCall uh, coming in as well. They're they're going to have some some better, you know, defensive guys coming in to help shore up that that yeah. unit, which was which was pretty weak and, at times last mm-hmm. year, and, and did get, you know, sliced and diced in in, in a few games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like hopefully that helps that secondary in all seriousness step up a little I, bit more. I think it will play and definitely play closer to that defense's potential. That defense has played really really well the past few years though and really been the highlight of this a&m team so i mean hopefully it keeps going yeah yeah you're not wrong um let's talk about this because i was surprised to see this um urban meyer talking about his coaching future possible return to um, the sidelines in the future for the former ohio state florida coach uh well he, he says the book is closed on a potential return, uh, even though his name is continuously mentioned for some of the uh, top vacancies each year. And he's not even, you know, 60 years old, Cam. Um, mm-hmm. So he's still really young. Obviously, he's had some health issues that he at least mm-hmm. that he said in the past that part of why he left Florida and then uh, had to step down at Ohio State as well. But uh, he, he, uh, he said the book is closed. It's going to be TV. And grandfather are the only roles that he wants to uh, 
to take on anymore. Uh, he indicated that at the Ohio State Coaches Clinic uh, earlier this week. So, uh, he obviously, said that before he took the Jaguars job, though. Well, that's true. I was just about to say we last saw him kind of making a, a uh, well, you know, a he improved bad the kicking game in Jacksonville. I was going to say a bad situation turned even worse, but that's that it works too. Um, so, you know, he's, he's been back and forth with uh, after the 13 games he spent as the Jags skipper. He uh, went back to Fox. He's been on big noon kickoff this past year. Um, he's always in the, you know, in that sphere of, of like potential jobs being offered, like, even before Steve Sarkeesian was hired at Texas after they fired Tom Herman uh, before he got the Jacksonville job, it was rumored that Texas was looking at Urban Meyer. I mean, they they just hired somebody that came from his staff. That didn't work. So they're going back to the – or they were wanting to at least go back to the tap and, and figure out something. Um, you know, that's not what they really wanted or not what he wanted – at that time. And, and that's obviously not the route they went down, but you know, it, it does bring up an issue, you know, a, a question with, you know, you've seen the success that Nick Saban's had. He's in his early seventies. Uh, you have Mac Brown over at North Carolina. He's not quite back to the success that he has had in the past there or at Texas even, but they've been getting better and better. And if they improve their defense at all, mm -hmm. considering how bad they were last year, you know, there's no reason why they couldn't be a player in the ACC this year. Um, so it's, you know, both of those coaches are, are much older than Urban Meyer is, and there's still time if, if Urban Meyer wants to get back into coaching. Um, he, he does, you know, have that ability if, if he wants to. But, you know, 187 wins compared to just 32 losses as – a college football coach yeah. in 17 seasons. That's a pretty, that's a pretty impressive book to close on. If, mm -hmm. if you, if that's it for sure. Yeah. I was going to say like, if you're, he, he may not have had the longevity of like a Saban or something like that, but you look at what he did for the game. He, he popularized the spread offense that we see so much today. Um, not saying that football would have progressed to that point, probably would have, but he definitely sped that up. Um, yeah, the success and, he had at Utah, mm -hmm. uh, the three national championships at, at both Florida and Ohio State, mm -hmm. obviously. You know, yeah. I mean, he's and he's had his controversies. He's but, done a lot. Yeah, he's had his controversies, but he's a, a damn good head coach and, and has been mm -hmm. that way on, you know, throughout his his tenure yeah. as, as yeah. at every stop that he's been at so yeah. and and like i said i with meyer i will believe it when i see it yeah i mean and he's like we but, said he's still relatively young and the you know we've seen this before where he said i don't want to be a coach anymore stepped away for a few years got that urge that itch to come back and take over knowing and how damn straight. competitive he is as well yeah so it we'll see if it lasts. I mean, give it if he's still retired and doing, you know, Fox Big Noon in five or so years, that may be when you start to think, well, maybe he has 
actually moved on. Um, I, I wouldn't think that he would wait until kind of where Mac Brown was when he got back into coaching. If he wants to just be a grandfather and, and be on TV, there's nothing wrong with that. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, like if he has, he's, he's earned his retirement, like good for him. Um, and as much as we've joked about him before, I, I can speak for all three of us. We all respect what he has done for the game. We all respect yeah. his on the field coaching. There's no question about that. Yeah, just don't so, ask him uh, for any kicking advice. I, if I were you, I, I, unless I had you're get, a kicker, then go to him. I was just saying, I had to get one in. You got one in earlier, so we can we can move on from there. Uh, now it's time for the conversation topic of the day, and I saw this a little bit ago, a couple days, in fact. I think it was released on Monday. And I was very curious because it says uh, this team expects to be in the college football playoff title conversation after their turnaround a year ago. So, you know, if I if I had to if you had to guess a team that I'm talking about, who would you think? I'm I'm not going to give it to you. You probably know who this is, but. See if you can guess it before I start talking about it. I still have that fog going on, so uh, yeah. I don't know off the top of my head. Well, would it surprise you if I am talking about a program that happens to reside up in Seattle? The Washington oh, yeah, Huskies. I did see this one. Yeah, yeah. Washington. Uh, yeah. They had 11-win season last year, return of several players that were up there in the national award uh, conversation, including quarterback Michael Penix Jr. And um, Penix told ESPN on Monday, quote, our expectations are a national championship. That's what we all want, and that's what we believe we can get. That's just my confidence. So, you know, expectations, obviously everyone goes into a season hoping that they'll be, you know, a team that can play for a national championship. But you know, if you told anybody like rationally before the season started, you know, last year that it was going to be Georgia and TCU of all people playing for a national title, nobody would have believed you. And I don't think anybody really believes that Washington is going to be there next year. I think they'll be a contender in the Pac-12 for certain, but I think last year was probably their best chance. I think the schedule is going to get more difficult this year, and I'm not sure they can replicate that level of success again. I think they could be potentially, you know, a big, big bowl candidate, but I, I just don't know if this team is going to be a national title contender. Let's say you. It'll, it'll be intriguing to see what happens with them. I want to wait a couple of weeks before I say anything, but I do think they are capable of like I have their um, depth chart pulled up here. Mm -hmm. I do think they are capable of potentially competing, not necessarily for a national championship, but I do think they are capable of competing in a weaker conference in the PAC 12, especially now that they done away with the North South and I do think they could 
make the playoffs. That offense is still loaded. They did not lose much, especially no. in key positions. Like the biggest loss that they had was uh, a running back, but even then they mm-hmm. brought in Dylan Johnson and Daniel Nagata in that in that running back spot. So yeah, not I mean, bad pickups from the portal. No, you're talking about Penix. several players. Yeah, yeah, several players that could have gone pro, including Penix. Uh, their top receiver, uh, Roma Dunze, edge rushers, Braylon, uh, Braylon Trice, and Zion Dipolo Fatui. Uh, mm-hmm. I know I probably butchered that just a little I bit, mean, so I apologize. I but, much better. But, I mean, you know, this is a, this is a Washington team. I, I think they bring back a lot of talent, but I think we're also kind of running into – that problem that you know any team that kind of comes out of nowhere brings back a lot of talent we always give them big lofty expectations in the preseason and i'm curious as to what our friend tyler isley has to say about this because tyler we're talking about the washington huskies keep kyle petty out of this what's up (laughs) i said keep kyle petty out of this what the fuck does i'm not talking about kyle petty all right so no, I sorry, I'm not going to be here long. Um, but okay. what is the what is the question? So Michael Penix says that Washington expects to compete for an, a college football playoff title this year after their turnaround with all the production they're bringing back, and I I'm not necessarily as inclined to to believe that because I just think that they, you know, I, I think we're doing this with with a lot of teams that have, you know done you know had a, a big season bring back a lot of production we see this year in year out and well, this is a typical I, star quarterback answer on a team that was really good last year that's what this is um yeah let's 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 call it for what it is at the same time i mean he's just he's getting the excitement there for the the husky faithful and that's what he's supposed to do i mean yeah hell i wouldn't i wouldn't want my quarterback to say you know what we're Rose Bowl, and that's about as far as we're going to get this year. Like, I, I don't think that's – I don't want J.J. McCarthy saying that, especially after back-to-back playoff appearances. Yeah. And I wouldn't I wouldn't expect Michael Penix to do so after they went from 4-8, and 5-7, and seven, uh, 10 and 10-2. Yeah, 4-8. 11-2. 11-2. I mean, so, yeah, I mean, this is this is what you expect from your starting quarterbacks, the confidence in this in the team and everything else. I mean, if he's not saying that, then – you know the expectations and goals for the team are not high this year. The goal, and the goal is always simple. Everybody knows that the goal for if you're a Power Five team in the top half of your conference, your goal is to compete for that conference championship and to compete for that playoff spot. Yeah. Well, that's what that's what Washington is setting their goals out to be. And you know, as a Group of Five team, your goal is that New Year's Six bid or at least a conference championship because you know yeah. playoffs unless you go undefeated. Aren't very and have everything lined even, up for you. Yeah, so I again, that's fine. Good, good goal to set as a team and as a quarterback and a leader. That's that's what you expect from them. But um, in terms of actual expectations for them, uh, kind of to be determined on that. Yeah, and so I the- I have their um, schedule pulled up here. Um, mm-hmm. It's not a brutal schedule. 
Um, so I mean, I don't even care about their schedule right now. I'm just, I'm just talking simply outside looking in, not knowing anything. That's what you expect from your quarterback. Bottom line. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I we're, think we're talking that, about the, we're talking about the quote rather than predicting their season. The quote yeah. makes sense. Again, they're coming off of a what? Well, what was a historic turnaround? To be completely honest, and a conference that has a history of cannibalizing itself. It did for them. I mean, they they were already one win away from potentially at least being a number five or a number six team, mm-hmm. if not in the playoffs. Yeah. What what would have what would have stopped them from doing mm-hmm. that again? I, it, it's hard to say. I think that this I, is this I is what you want to hear. I I I can understand your philosophy there, and I'm not going to go into predictions, but I think last year was the year for it because they avoided. Utah. They avoided USC. They didn't have to play either of those teams last year. They have to play them this year. And I, I where, don't... Okay, USC, a team that we watched their defense last year. We also watched their spring game. Didn't love what we saw from the defense. At least I didn't. I don't know about you guys. I shouldn't say we as if we all have the same opinion. I, I'm going to have to go. U- USC is not going to be able to stop Washington, and Washington's offense is going to roll. It's going to be come down in that game, in my opinion, to the first team to make a legitimate stop on more than just one occasion. It's going to take more than just one. Um, and we talk about Utah. I mean, what what is Utah really going to look like next year? I mean, we don't we don't fully know. They have a little quite a bit of turnover. Some of their leading receivers are walking out, and and we got we got a lot of turnover there. That that Utah yeah. roster doesn't look like so much more this. than a nine win team. I mean. So what what do we really look for here? I, again, I'm waiting until July to make my prediction. I'm waiting until July to even really care about their schedule because then we'll really yeah. know what's happening. Yeah. For right now, good goal, good expectations, what you want your quarterback to say, and personal opinion, I don't think they're a playoff team, but I think they could damn sure make a run for it and, and be there with three weeks to go in the season in that top ten. That's yeah. my opinion. I think they'll be a threat until they get into that stretch because it's 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 tough scheduled in November. I'm not gonna yeah. we're not gonna go too much more into saying anything about that than just to say that you know I think they'll be a threat until November. And I just we talk about the Pac-12 always cannibalizing itself. This being the last year of the four-team playoff, I just don't know if they can survive that gauntlet to get to that point and still be a playoff team. It'll be interesting to see for sure. I understand what you're saying. I just think that that's, I think that's a little too lofty of an expectation. Matter. It's April nineteenth of twenty twenty three. If your goal going into next year with all the returning talent after what you just did last year is not that next step above, I don't, I don't know what you want. Um, they did everything they needed to do. They just lost to Arizona. Yeah, they don't Arizona lose there. They oh, Arizona. Arizona my bad. It was UCLA. Wrong side Arizona. of the cup. Well, yeah. yeah, it was UCLA that dropped. Yeah. I knew one of – they each beat a team that was competing. Mm-hmm. Um, even then, uh, one shitty loss to Arizona State down in, in – uh, Tempe. I almost said Tucson. <laughs> that, that, that. See, I Cam, really would have been pissed. Cam would have walked um, out. Cam no, would have walked out. See ya. Um, <laughs> I mean, they're, they're that close. Right there alone. I mean, I think it's a it's a reasonable expectation. Do I agree with it? No. But again, a team that just won eleven games. What more do you have to strive for? Yes, you should want to be at least in the playoffs as your goal yeah. for the season. 
I, I think there's there is nothing wrong with that. Again, there's definitely nothing wrong with giving giving the fans a little lip service and yes. and telling them what they want to hear, so that way you know you turn around next no. season and they'll buy and, tickets. And, and guess who's paying to be in that beautiful ass stadium? That they got up yeah. there anyways. I mean, yeah. come on, man. Yeah, easily fill it. Well, I mean, you know, it's it's been slow news week, so we do have to have. Something to talk about and discuss. I mean, no, I have what, no problems with it. I was gonna say, what do, you, what do you want me to bring up that the ASUN WAC Alliance has rebranded to become the United Athletic Conference? I mean, that really doesn't seem like much of a discussion. I didn't give a fuck. I didn't say it was a bad I, t- this topic. I, I was just saying no. that it's not an unreasonable thing to say. No, I know. I understand where you're coming from. Um. <clears throat> It's like That's, Chandler Morris coming into this year being like, man, we can really repeat what we did last year. Does anybody really believe that? No. They might. They might. I don't okay. know. Okay. And, so, and Michael Penix as well believes yeah. that this team can be. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Um, New Mexico State has lost some uh, some players. So I'm, I'm interested to see what's kind of going on with that. I, I can't find that article now that I'm looking for it, but. Um, they definitely not just the basketball team that's having some issues out there in Las Cruces. Um, so I, I hope it's not anything related to Jerry Kill because I mean the surprise, you know, surprising turnaround last year that they had and going on and, and winning that bowl game was was a fantastic story. I really hope that it's not just a, a one season wonder for them. You normally have a lot of turnover, so I mean. Yeah. It's, when you're when you're changing things around, some a lot of times you'll have that. I mean, I don't yeah. I don't know if these players were legitimate like players on their roster every week, but things happen. I mean, I'll look at look at Colorado. They just had six, and everybody thinks the world's burning. And it's like these guys aren't even starters. Like, yeah, so. TCU TCU had four that uh, entered the portal when it opened, but only one was like a, a big name receiver. I met, forgot to mention on Sunday, uh, Blair Conride, I think. Um, was one that that's a, probably the only guy that you know out of the, the the four that entered the portal for the frogs that has made contributions and I think that's more just because of how many receivers came in from the transfer portal to TCU and he mm-hmm. kind of felt like he his spot was was gone or he had, he had lost his opportunity to be yeah. kind of in that rotation among the the receivers that came in and he wants to go elsewhere. Well, if he so. wants to go somewhere and produce, I know a school that's looking. Um. Anyways, well, anyway. looking for a fifth option. Anyways, um, anyway, I mean, are, is that it? Did I just jump into the very end of this? You, you kind of did. That was all that I had. If you had anything else, I mean, we talked about. No, that's perfect because uh, I got about one minute left of being here. So yeah. okay, well, we appreciate we'll you hopping in, and and glad that we could get you involved at least. Yeah, I finally, I finally found some time. I, I haven't yeah, so far. Today's been bad, so. All, Dude, I I, I know the feeling. Cam and I were talking at the, the start of the show about how we're just both trying to get adjusted to these new schedules. This week has just been mm-hmm. weird for all three of us. It sounds like it's week. been terrible, but yeah. So, <laughs> well, hopefully it won't be terrible for the rest of the week. We'll be back on Sunday for some more Loudmouth CFB content. That's Sunday at noon. Loudmouth Weekly next Monday night. Don't forget to like comment and subscribe if you have enjoyed what you watched here on youtube and if you're listening on spotify go ahead and check out the youtube channel it won't really hurt i'm sure you've got 
other stuff that you enjoy on YouTube as well. You can get to see all of our pretty smiling faces when we go live and you miss out on some of the visual cues and, and you know, the funny moments become even funnier when you get to see it in crystal clear HD quality. So until Sunday, we'll see. Hey, you. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I got okay. I got to I got to look something up real quick and then I'll. <laughs> so we're we're holding off the end of the episode. Should I be frozen here? Are we Cam, calling a timeout? Camden, Camden Jesser or Derek White? No. <laughs> 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 All right, I'm done. I, sorry, I couldn't. I couldn't do that in the opening. I have to do it now. The hairline again, man. <laughs> Maybe the hairline won't be a joke on Sunday. We'll see. You. Yeah, yeah. Do a 